Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom, a reminder that what you do every day is life-changing, and it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are special and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly and for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Inspired Action Podcast. You are listening to episode number 60 all about automating motherhood. What does that mean? Are you wondering that right now? Because that's kind of a weird phrase because you can't exactly automate motherhood. But it's a phrase that I've wanted to use for so long, ever since it just popped into my little brain. But I've never had the perfect podcast to use it with. And today is the day, y'all, and I couldn't be more excited. I am talking with my friend, Kelly Peters. And when I say friend, I say that a lot of times about my guests because they're people that I know and have known, you know, possibly for years online. But Kelly is someone that I have known, known, known very well for many, many years. Our kids have grown up together. And um, so I just have admired her ability to bring organization and structure into chaos. And I cannot be more thrilled to bring her wisdom to you today. But before we dive into all that, I want to say a big giant thank you to somebody else who has given me a lot of organization and structure in the midst of chaos, and that is this month's podcast sponsor, PlanToEat.com. You can go get their free trial by going to InspiredToAction.com forward slash PlanToEat. And if you use that link uh, in the video that you'll see, I also point you to a series of videos that I created about how I meal plan and how I use their site. But I do, you know, I like to try to keep my meal planning pretty simple. But I've found that as I get more consistent at it, because I'm not like some amazing pro, I I am average mom who is just struggling to get a meal on the table every night. But I've developed this habit of meal planning. And as I do it more and more, I get better and better. So for example, lately, I've even been starting to plan my recipes based off of each other. So if I am going to make chicken, for example, on Tuesday night, I'm making a roast chicken, then on Wednesday night, I'm going to make chicken quesadillas. And for some of you, you're like, well, that is really elementary. Thanks, Kat. I did that many years ago. But I know that there are also some of you out there like me who have struggled to meal plan. And I just want to encourage you that as you do it, even if it is super simple, just like I've done it, that the more you do it, the better you get. It is almost, it is inevitable. If you keep working at something, you will only get better at it. So anyway, that was a kind of an exciting realization for me this week that I am actually making improvements as I meal plan. And if you want to start meal planning, you can, again, go to Inspire to Action dot com forward slash plan to eat and um, you can sign up for the free trial and if you friend me my name on inspired on on plan to eat is inspired to action if you friend me you can check out my recipes and my meal plans as well so what does it mean to automate motherhood 
Well, my, my thinking behind that is that so much of what we do as moms is kind of mundane, in a sense. You know, the weekly cleaning, and uh, I clean weekly, maybe you clean daily, I don't know. Uh, the, the laundry that we do, the lunches that we make, the meals that we cook. And so often we reinvent the wheel each and every week, trying to get up the energy to do this or trying to get our kids to do that. But there are so many ways that we can create systems so that we're not trying to work up the energy to do stuff and we're not trying to figure out how to do things. We have a system in place. We just kind of press the button, start working and get going. And it allows us to free up time and energy to love on our kids even more, to have fun with our children even more. The purpose of automating motherhood isn't to have some great system in place and to administrate our families effectively. It's to free up time and energy to love more, to give more, to serve more, and to teach more. So I hope you enjoy this week's podcast and this chat with my friend Kelly Peters. Hey, Kelly. How are you doing this morning? I'm great, Kat. That's really funny that we uh, are talking on Skype because we live like a few miles apart. And I noticed the last time we talked on Skype, you lived in Mongolia. That's right. That was in 2007. So yeah. Obviously, don't Skype very much. You have the same avatar that you did back <laughs> then. Because I don't think I've used Skype since then. <laughs> Awesome. Well, for those of you listening, Kelly is one of my very, very dearest friends, and we've known each other for many years since um, our 10-year-olds were not 10-year-olds yet. They were like zero-year-olds. And um, Kelly is the sort of friend who can be intimidating if you go over to her house because it's like you walk into Pinterest. If you wonder what like Pinterest as a house would look like, this is what Kelly's house looks like. Everything has a place and it's perfectly in order. But then the awesome thing is that once you get to know Kelly, it's totally not intimidating because it's just who she is. It's not something that she's just trying so hard to be and to perfect. She just um, thrives with organization and has a mind for it. And so I'm really, really excited to share her with you today because I've learned so much about her. And y'all, we're going to try not to get off topic, but we tend to <laughs> laugh a lot. And we are such, such nerds. Like the foundations of our friendships are based on the different technology pe- pieces that we've purchased to organize our lives, like Palm Pilots back in the day and planners. That was the ultimate bonding that experience was. is when we ordered them at similar times and we're waiting on the FedEx yes. shipping and we were so excited for them to come. And we're then, so excited. Yeah. And then we give each other office supplies for our birthdays. And every holiday. So y'all get ready. This is going to be a little bit nerdy, but awesome, especially <laughs> if you struggle with organizations and systems and things. Because a lot of times people think that I am actually a very neat and organized person, and I am not. I just know how helpful it is. I'm a very ambitious person, and I know that the only way that I'm going to get things done without losing my mind is to be organized about it. And so having a friend like Kelly really, really helps me because I just go over to her house and I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. Ooh, I need to try that. Can you send me that document? (laughs) So basically, I am a copycat. (laughs) Get it? Sorry. Um, Of Kelly. So now I have the real deal with us here today. So Kelly, why don't you just start out by telling us a little bit about you? Okay. Well, like Kat said, I've been friends with Kat for 10 years and 
Um, they say that if friendship makes it seven years, I think that's the rule. If it makes it seven years, you're friends for life. So I guess we're friends for life, bonded on office supplies and Palm Pilots and a lot of other live stuff. Like also having 10-year-olds, and we actually have seven-year-olds that are one day apart. And I I was the copycat on that one because she had a baby on one day and I was like, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to have a baby the next day, even though it was way early. So that was super fun. But I have been married for 15 years and have lived um, here in Texas uh, near Cap for 13 of them. Um, My husband and I own a business together and we love our church and we love our friends and we love our town that that really sums it up well we were talking earlier and the funny thing about kelly is that she is a person who is naturally organized so when when we were chatting about recording this podcast i was like well why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then you're bef- you don't have a before story <laughs> There is no before you were organized, but then she actually came up with one. So, what are you, what are you telling I do have this early memory of having a baby doll in probably second or third grade, and I got to purchase with my birthday money a new diaper bag and some items, you know, diapers that the doll never actually uses and clothes. And, and I remember everything piled in that diaper bag and thinking, this is not going to work. I am going to fix this. So. I organized second or third grade, probably. <laughs> I had my first filing cabinet in the third grade, so probably around that time. <laughs> I might have a hard time talking. <laughs> the ultimate dork in school, as you can imagine. <laughs> I'm just picturing this filing cabinet with a bow on it under the Christmas tree. <laughs> And a book about the Dewey Decimal System. Actually, my grandmother painted me this wooden box for a hope chest, which if you aren't from the South, you may not know what that is, but you're supposed to put items in it that you, like, maybe you knitted or something for when you grow up and get married. And then when you get married and you have your own home, you have all these items. And so I never came up with anything that I did. So I put file folders and I filed my stickers and my coloring books. And I actually still had them when I graduated from high school, all filed, never used, <laughs> but completely organized. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, the thing that really instigated us recording this podcast is when I was over at your house a while back, you had these really cool clipboards in your boy's room with lists on it. And and the thing that I liked about it, I, I've done lists for my kids before, probably initially inspired by you. But for some reason, the fact that it was on a clipboard felt so genius to me. And it's just <laughs> these little tiny things because I had lists and I think initially they were up on the refrigerator, which we saw when we ate food, but we were not in a mind to check things off. Right. And so you just think of all these great little tweaks that actually make things useful. Um, so I definitely want to talk about that. But before we do, let's just talk about why, why, do, we, why do you have lists for your kids? How does, it, how does it help you and how does it help your kids? Yes. You know, one thing I really, really hate is a stressful morning. And so when the morning goes smoothly, I feel like I drop my kids off at school and I feel peaceful about letting them go. And I feel like they're, in much, they're set up much better for the day than if we're scrambling and stressed and I'm frustrated because I said, do this 32 times and know what you still didn't (laughs) pack your water bottle or whatever. So um, we have a list that just has those things. And, you know, 
people, I think there's a billion different ways to do it. In my house, it, it kind of had to be, okay, you're, if you want to earn your video game time for the day, they get, you know, 15 or 30 minutes. Um, you get, you need to have this list done without me telling you by a certain time in the morning that gives us time to peacefully eat breakfast and get out the door. And of course it's a training process, but mm-hmm. hopefully I'm teaching them to have routines. Mm-hmm. What are some of those things that are on your list? On our list is normal things. You make your bed, make sure your um, you know, pajamas are in the laundry and not on the floor. Um, <laughs> They tend to, I just kind of looked, I've kind of re, redrafted it over the years, but one thing that seemed like they were taking their homework out in their dirty clothes from PE the day before and everything was getting left on the table. So now we have clear the table, not just your dishes, but <laughs> you put your things where they go. Um, so the table can at least, even if the house is direct, the table can be clear when we walk back in. Um, brush your teeth, brush your hair, um, just basic things that are you know, we'd like to be routine. Um, the first thing on the list is prepare your heart, which mm-hmm. is one thing that I know, Kat, you and I have talked about a lot of, I was really hesitant. I want my kids to have a routine of, you know, spending time in the Word of God in the morning, but I was really hesitant to make that a checklist item um, at certain points, you know, years ago, um, just because I, I think how I've struggled with that is not a checklist. That is my relationship with Jesus. But really kind of it helped me to think of that as I'm helping them make a routine. And if I want to set them up for having healthy teeth and looking good with brushed hair, all the more I want their heart to be prepared before they walk out the door. So um, the wording in that was really strategic to me. Of we are preparing our heart. We're not reading our Bible or filling out our devotional sheet or any of those things, we're preparing our heart, and that's why we spend time in our in scripture or um, you know reading our devotional. So that's so good, and I mean this is why this is why we have great friends, y'all, because they can think through these things and have great wording, <laughs> and then send you the file, <laughs> and then you can use it, and your kids benefit from it too. But I love the thought that you put into that. And we have had that conversation that we don't want it to just be a checklist thing. But at the same time, I want it to feel normal for them to have spent time with God. And and honestly, I'm okay with what that looks like right now. Sometimes that's me dropping a Bible next to their cereal bowl um, and they read while they eat. Um, but I just want it to be a normal part of their mornings and we'll refine it as we go and it'll get better as we go. But I like that it's on there. So it's something that consciously they're thinking, this is an important part of every day. This is an important thing to do. Our our list in the morning is, um, prepare your heart, get dressed, eat breakfast, uh, pack your lunch. I think, oh, and then do your chore, because I find if my kids don't do their chore in the morning, then there's all kinds of things that can happen later in the day, and I want them to get their chore done. So it still doesn't always get done in the morning, because it's usually the last thing to get shoved in there, but it's helpful for me to have it on their morning list. Um, But you don't just have a morning list. You have other lists, too, for, for later in the day. Tell us a little bit about those. Really, I I love the way that you've divided up some of those things and you made a morning list and afternoon list. We don't specifically have an afternoon list just because there's 
more days than not that we don't come straight home. We go to our office or we go to a football game or whatever sport the kids are playing. Um, so we don't have a, a full afternoon list. We do have chore lists, um, which I've structured different throughout the years. Um, before they had like a weekly chore list and they had to kind of, my older son is really responsible and he's really good at um, getting those things done. Uh, being able to, you know, allocate his time well to do that. My younger son, I think as he's gotten older, I've realized, wait, I maybe need to provide a little more structure for mm-hmm. him. Okay. You need to do this on this day or this on this day. So yeah, that's kind of what that looks like for us right now. Well, and I love um, that on the list. So another part of the document has just a day by day chart of what they need to do each and every day. And, and so we both have boys that are pretty much the exact same age and I don't know about y'all, but I think it might be a universal truth that seven-year-old boys have the attention span of, of a gnat. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if if what I wanted him to do isn't written down, even with it written down, I have to be like, but mm-hmm. can you sit back did, down? Did you read this right here? <laughs> did you read this? So you check this one off. So the next empty box is what you need to do it's next. What you do next. I can't imagine just the amount of energy it would require and how frustrating it would be if I had to verbally remind him so each and every day of each and every step. And so the fact that it's written down is so helpful for me. And and I didn't have any clipboards, regular ones like Kelly did, but I had some that actually my friends made fun of me last night because <laughs> I, I said, I have these clipboards that we use when we take the kids on vacation. <laughs> Yay, it's vacation time. Mom busted out the clipboards. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that we put coloring, they're like clipboards that open up and you can put coloring books and markers inside. And so those have been actually really great for us because but they're always looking for papers and pencils yes. for their homework. So I just put all that inside the clipboard with their list on top, and then they're sitting at their spots. And that's been that's prevented, especially my son, from getting up to go look for something. <laughs> and not coming and completely back. forgetting what he was looking for, ending up building a Lego mansion or something <laughs> like that. So, um, so that little tweak has been really, really helpful. Um, I know that before, Kelly, you've talked about how important it is not just to come up with a system, but to, that that it's not just the system that matters, but it's figuring it out and how it can work for you. Tell me a little bit about the struggle that most people have with getting organized. Yes. I think I've noticed this through the years because I do love organization. It's my top hobby. So, of course, <laughs> people come to me for help. And I've noticed through the years that a lot of times our our ideals are so lofty all, all at once we want to be perfectly organized and have it this exquisite system that's labeled and really really cool well the problem is it's not maintainable so i think if my best advice for organization is start small just see what you can maintain you know just start with the basket on the edge of the bar that can collect all the school papers or things, bills or what, you know, start small and make sure that you can maintain the system or else you are going to waste a lot of time and potentially money trying to get organized and make it happen. Because the tendency is to want to get organized and run to the container store and spend $5,000 that are going to fix your life. (laughs) Awesome. But if it's not a system that 
you can actually stay with. And that goes for a lot of things that goes yeah. for, I mean, I think, you know, plenty of people um, that they had a baby and they started scrapbooking and then it was like this huge elaborate system that could never be maintained when you actually had a three-year-old and a baby. And right. so um, figuring out, you know, on the more time you spend really looking at daily life and figuring out on the front end um, what you can maintain and what's simple to maintain, then mm-hmm. the easier it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was talking with my husband the other night and I don't know if this was my thought or if we were joined in this, but I think we were, we were in agreement that if we can, (laughs) I think we were, if we could get our kids, you know, we we put together this list and it was initially Kelly's, but then I adjusted it and added our own stuff to it. So these are the things that need to get done every day. These are the things that are really important. And, and if they get done, it's going to have a huge impact on their walk with God, their health, their education, their social life. Um, the peace and harmony in our home and the amount of work I need to do. And yes. so these are the core things. It's not just a random chore chart. It's not just a random list. These are the core things. In economics, there's a thing called Pareto's principle, and it's the idea that 20% of the population tends to bring in 80% of the income. And that's been applied a lot to productivity, that 20% of what we do really brings in 80% of the benefits. And so for us in our house, this list is that 20%. And if we can focus on just getting the kids to do the list themselves, to focus on it, then 80% of all the other stuff, the walking around and picking up pajamas, the kids getting frustrated because at the last minute I tell them to do their chore, when if they'd done Mm -hmm. their list, it would have been done earlier. Um, and so we've just, we're like, if we can just focus all of our energy right now for the next month, two month, years, or whatever it takes <laughs> on helping them get this list down to do this routine, it's not just great for them right now or us right now, but they'll realize that later in life that, that they'll have a, they'll, the benefit of having a routine when they wake up in the morning, a routine as soon as they get home and a routine before they go to bed. And so it really ends up being just a huge, huge life lesson, and it's it really creates so much peace for all of us, too. So. It forms habits, and I think as our kids grow older, hopefully they'll see, um, hey, you know, if I want this in my life, I need to take action to get it, and all I need to do to take action is really put this on my list, you know, put this one thing on my uh, routine list, or, you know, even if it's just in your head, but you make that a routine, mm-hmm. then you eventually get to where you want to go. Yeah. And and really, and I tell my son this all the time, I love him, y'all. He's wonderful and great, but <laughs> he just he's a different animal than raising two girls. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, buddy, if you would just sit and focus for like 10 minutes, because he's in the se- second grade, so, you know, homework doesn't take very long. Like, if you could just focus, focus for, for, for 10 minutes, you'd be completely done with this. Mommy wouldn't be reminding you. You'd be free to go play or ride bikes or do whatever you want. The world would be yours if you <laughs> could just focus for 10 minutes on this list. And, and, and you know, I, I say that to my girls as well because they'll get home and they'll just immediately want to finish the book that they were reading on the bus or whatnot. But just, you know, helping them be like, if you focus on just getting this done, because really it doesn't take very long. 
those few things, and, and this is something that I think is true with Hello Mornings as well. Um, the three things of spending time with God, planning our day, and getting in some exercise, it doesn't need to take more than 15 minutes, um, right. but it can just completely set the tone for the day. And those are three things that if you get those habits down, transform your life. And, and, and same with our kids. These important things really don't take a lot of time. It just takes a little bit of oomph to get the work done and to sit right. down and turn it out. Right. We get off the rails when we get overwhelmed and we don't do anything and we get off the rails when we try to do too much. You know, we try to have an hour quiet time and a, and a 30 minute workout and <laughs> right. that's not, that's not manageable. And so we, we need to fall to the middle with that 80% benefit there. Are there any other systems that you have implemented either in your family or in your life that, that you've gone throughout your day and been like, oh, that's a real trouble spot right there. Let me see how I can systematize that and make that better. I think probably more than I realize, <laughs> but I, I don't, the thing I think of the, you know, laundry is every mom's nemesis. Um, and we, early on, we decided laundry was, would be done on the master bed. And so if the laundry is done there, it's not going to sit because you can't go to sleep actually, unless you slept with it, but I wouldn't <laughs> sleep with the laundry in my bed. So that's one thing that we, I always try to do the laundry and get it washed, dried, folded, and put away all in one sitting. And so that's something that's definitely a habit because sometimes I find myself like, I'm just going to put the laundry over here on the couch as I fold it up or whatever. And I'm like, nope, because I know what's going to happen. It's going to stay there. Yeah. And that's another thing too. I try to automate as many things. And so laundry, for example, on the bed, I have kid this kid's clothes here and this kid's clothes here. And as much as we can make things brainless and systematic, mm -hmm. I don't like to apply um, brain power to laundry. So just like always having those, even as you're folding laundry, having things in a certain place. But yeah. those kind of opportunities are in lots of parts of our days, I think. I think so too. I think, um, you know, just like Henry Ford, developed mm -hmm. systems so that people weren't having to think through each process right. of putting a car together. Right. They were just able to do the same thing over and over and over again. And there was so much, they got so much more done. The company was so much more successful. They were able to hire more people and help more people. Um, and I think it can be the same at home. Motherhood doesn't have to be as overwhelming mm -hmm. as it feels like sometimes because we, if we just, you know, find those hot spots that 20% that gives us the yes. most pain and then start creating a system around it and don't quit until we find something that works. And if it, it doesn't works. work, then tweak it. And if that doesn't work, then tweak that. I love how you said that you have come up with different versions of the lists throughout yes. the years and yes. different because solutions. have gotten older, our lives look different. Mm -hmm. It's it's a moving target. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's just true of all motherhood and Absolutely. any semblance of routine that we think that we have. It's an ongoing commitment. Absolutely. But it can create so much more peace in our home and in our hearts and with our relationships with our family yeah. um, by developing those systems and routines. Um, anything about meal planning or anything? I know that I... I'm really into meal planning. And we actually had a meal planning club once. We did. Today. We are such nerds. 
<laughs> um, so I really am not a big fan of cooking. I've said that a bajillion times. It's just something that you have to do. And so I just do it's it. another thing our relationship is based upon. <laughs> <laughs> How to avoid cooking and How yet avoid cooking. healthy food for our family. <laughs> um, and so I found what works for me is just to plan it out one day a week and, um, and then that's it. And then honestly, my family eats a lot of the same thing over and over again. It's, you know, I want everybody to like it. And, and typically they do. I, I know that I've burned out a couple recipes, but <laughs> I try to I try to pick things that are going to be easy and fast and simple for me. And then so what we did in our our meal planning club that one time or what technically you did because I think you got <laughs> stuck with all the work was we had a bunch of friends come over and they all brought their favorite theoretically easiest I don't think that actually happened unless they're all Martha Stewart <laughs> um recipes and uh like enough for a week and then they had a shopping list of all of it so basically we had a packet from each person so that in theory we could pick up the packet go to the grocery store and it had the shopping list on there and then the recipes from each person for each day. And it didn't work out quite as well as I think, <laughs> as I think we'd hoped. I think just because I don't like to make that many new recipes all in one right. week. And that's kind of the big thing. But for me personally, I've done that where I've gathered together recipes that go together. You know, the leftovers can be used here. And I just have a different, it's not actually a packet because it's on, plan to eat but you know a little folder that I just drag and then I use it over and over and that has just relieved so much pain for me um, and so just for those of you listening what are the pain points you have what are the most frustrating Absolutely. things about what you do and then how can you develop a system to fix that because then think about how much more energy you're going to have to play with your kids and to have fun with your kids and to to do the things that you really excel at and that you like to do. We kind of want to minimize the things we're not good at and then maximize the things that we're good at. Um, let's see, any other home systems? Like how do you handle, I know a big problem area for a lot of people is like the mudroom, the part when people enter your house. How do you, do you have any systems for what you do with stuff when it comes into your house? Yes, you know, Currently, we don't have a mudroom, and it's been kind of fun to kind of revamp. Okay, how are we? How are we going to manage the stuff? But um, it's worth the three dollars at Home Depot to buy some hooks to designate for this is your backpack. You know, it's worth um, even if you didn't go the cute route, you went the practical route, and you just grabbed a Rubbermaid tub for shoes or. It, it collecting the items and teaching your kids that this is where the item goes when you walk in the house relieves so much stress because you know where it is when you need to leave. You know where everything is that's supposed to be in it. Just generally what makes the entryway look cleaner with no effort on your part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. We live in a really small place right now. We um, uh, use the garage. So there's hooks in the garage and there's shoe racks in the garage and they're Backpacks are on hooks inside, but they have spots where their homework goes um, in a file thing mounted on the wall. They know that that's where the homework goes and not to make it sound easy, but it was when you put the training in and the mm -hmm. kids know where the things go. I think that's a really big 
really big thing. And you can go all out and make it super cute, or you can go practical and use a cardboard box or whatever it is. But collecting the, the items and just designating a spot has a lot of power. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can take a lawnmower and you can just push it around the yard and try to make the little blade spin all by yourself <laughs> um, over and over constantly. Or you can actually just grab that little hook and yank that chain and it moves all by itself. And if we can do that initial hard thing of trying yeah. to yank that chain over and over yeah. and over again until it starts going, then it just moves on itself and we say it, it's it's harder initially, but the long lasting effort is so worth it. Because I don't know about y'all, but there are things I just do over and over and over again that eventually I kind of blow up about it. And yeah. I want to avoid that as much as possible. So if there are things I'm doing over and over and over again, I just need to sit down, do that initial figuring out and pulling the cord until that motor starts going by itself. That's absolutely uh, so knowing good. that it won't be perfectly easy. Right. Know, hearing a podcast and thinking, oh, I'm going to tell my kids to do this and thinking that they're just going to do that on the first day is mm -hmm. probably unrealistic. Mm -hmm. So what would you recommend? How would, if somebody wanted to start doing a list, how would you recommend that they start? I would think through the things that need to be on your list. Cause I think that is a little different. Um, you know, some of the things that we mentioned and then maybe there's other things that you're constantly saying, again, going back to what Kat said about what is the stress point? What thing are you constantly saying? Um, do you have all the things for your backpack or did you brush your teeth or did you brush your hair? Um, any of those things and just making a list. And I would even do it as a draft. I actually did this last version of the, our list and didn't laminate it. I just put it as a draft to see kind of how our morning went. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> then I laminated it after it was the final. Don't worry. Don't worry. But it, we did live with draft for a while just to make sure. And I actually changed some things I added. I had, I actually had at the beginning of like things they needed to do to get themselves ready. And then on the um, chalkboard, I had the things they needed to make sure they had their PE clothes, their water bottle, mm -hmm. their signed assignment notebook, their lunch. Um, and for whatever reason, my seven-year-old just couldn't seem to do, he could do one or the other. <laughs> so <laughs> I ended up making our routine list have pack your backpack with a little list on that list. So mm -hmm. that was one of the changes, but live with a draft, know that it's going to take some time. Don't get frustrated. And it just comes down to if you value having this system, it will pay off. Mm -hmm. Having the system will make life a little less stressful. And you, you don't have to laminate if you don't want to. Mine's, mine aren't laminated. We are, we are very much the hilarious odd <laughs> couple. I don't know how she puts up with me. <laughs> well, you check, you check yours off. We right? do. We do. Okay. And that's something I might want to add. I've done that in the past in this last version. I did not, but yeah, yeah. it's just eliminated a list. And I, I would also throw in there to focus on things that really need to happen. Don't put all your dream things that you want your kids to do, especially if you're just starting out. Just initially have a few things on there so they don't look at it and just crumble. You want it to look fun. And, you know, you could even incorporate it into a little reward thing. I, I haven't figured out exactly what I'm going to do. We use an app called ChorePad that they use for their screen time and stuff. But I haven't been as consistent with that lately. But I think I'm going to start incorporating it into this list that we have. So once they check off everything for the day, they get a certain number of points in ChorePad, which then allows them to have screen time or, 
you know, we ha- we even have like buy a new book if they get enough points and so they could save up for a book or something. So, you know, make it make it fun for them, not just, all right, kids, we have a list for you and you're going to do your list and you're going to check it off and it's all in black and white and Comic Sans font and... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> make it fun and colorful yeah. and little pictures, especially if you have little ones. Yes. I have seen, and I've actually thought about this for one of my children, whom I won't name, I have seen that people sometimes put, the, they laminate the list and then they put it on a lanyard. So that when they're supposed to start doing their thing, they put on the lanyard. And so it's always dangling around their necks. So if they get distracted making, I don't know, Lego mansions, then then they're like, oh, wait, what's this? Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to do this. And then they can start checking it off. Now, would that be, if you did that, would it be just for vacations? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's our to-go system. <laughs> our portable travel version. Yes. Yes, I did want to reiterate that. I, we didn't really mention that early on. We were kind of talking about a list you would read. But when the kids are little and they don't read, the picture works just as well. Do you, you, They'll learn really quickly what that means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, just start simple so you don't invest hundreds. You know, I said that. I don't think I ever said that. <laughs> like I said. Um, but as I'm about to say, don't start off, um, with something that you're investing hundreds of hours into. I know at one point I had a chore chart that was, um, it was little like plastic flowers that I made with stickers and on little sticks and in decorated little cans. And, oh my goodness, it was such a bad idea. I spent so much time putting that together thinking it was so cute and it just did not work. And so then I was frustrated because I spent so much time and then I did the ultimate bad thing. I chose to try to keep making that system happen when obviously it wasn't going to, but I wanted to stick with it just because I put the time in. So don't make the mistake I made. If something's not working, tweak it, change it, do something different, but don't keep beating a dead horse because it won't work for you. One time I made magnets with each kid's initial on it. And then I had all these individual little chore cards that were laminated and cute. (laughs) And I'd put on the fridge and they would fall off and they would switch them behind my back. (laughs) They would take the chore they didn't want to do and switch it out for a chore they did want to do. It was a disaster and it took a lot of time. So sometimes a simple list is the best. Well, for, so for those of you listening, just be encouraged that the hardest parts of your daily life don't need to be hard. There, You can come up with systems. You can find a good friend. If you need an organized friend, find somebody who's a former CPA. And there's a good <laughs> chance they're organized and they can help you. And, you know, all of our friends have different strengths and and tap them and, and find out what how they can help you and, and find out how friends do things. You can check out Pinterest, tons of ideas there. But I just encourage you to not keep plugging away at something that is really challenging and exhausting and tiring. Try to find a way to, to make it easier for yourself and for your family so that you have energy left over to really love on and invest in and be creative for your family as well. So Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Best of wishes organizing. And uh, maybe we should head to Office Max later. Sounds great. All right. Bye, Kelly. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Um, I have a couple more bits of news for you, but before I get there, I wanted to say thank you again to Plan to Eat for sponsoring this podcast. You can go to Inspired to Action 
com forward slash plan to eat to sign up for the free trial and check out my meal plan for the week. Now for next week, I am really, really, really looking forward to it because we're talking all about personality types and motherhood. I know it's something of a nerd alert, but if you have any interest in that, I hope that you'll join us. I'm talking with my friend Megan Teets from SortaCrunchy.net, and she's kind of a guru when it comes to personality types and Myers-Briggs and all that kind of stuff. So I cannot wait to pick her brain uh, about it all. And I have found, absolutely, I'm no expert, but I have found that the more I understand about myself and my tendencies, the better mother I become. And the more I understand about my children and their personalities and their tendencies, the better I can serve them and understand them. So I hope you'll join us for that episode. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you have an incredible day. And, uh, you know, here's a little challenge for you. As soon as you finish listening to this podcast, just enjoy and soak up Jen Stanbro's song that will play in the outro in a second. I want to encourage you to go find your kid if they're at home and give them a hug and tell them three things that you admire about them. Uh, So that's your challenge for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you would take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet. But I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. And in this place, my heart begins to sing. It's gonna be a good day, a good day filled with His grace, His grace and sweet new mercy. May my th-